We are the Purposeful Project. We help entrepreneurs for free. Welcome to today's pep talk. We will take just 20 minutes to interview leading experts from around the world who share actionable know-how, insights and life lessons. To hear these incredible insights, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Or you can simply visit thepurposefulproject.com, sign up to our mailing list and get the podcast in your inbox every single week. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Pep Talk. I'm really excited to have Craig Fenton with us. He's going to tell us all about side hustles and investing. You know, our mission here is to help 10 million people start a business of their own and make sure no one feels alone doing it. If you have any questions about business and you need help, then we're here to help you for free. We will never charge you for help. We have webinars and courses, one-on-one mentoring, absolutely every single question you have about entrepreneurship, we can find the answer for you. So feel free to reach out, let us know what you need and how we can help you. We've had great promotions coming up. We have the Entrepreneur House launching very soon where you'll be able to live in that house rent-free, mortgage-free, build your business. We will help you do it. So today, I'm so excited to have Craig on. I got to know him recently. He's an incredible entrepreneur. He's working at Google. Craig, hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. Nice to be here. Thanks, Simon, for having me. And uh, my cat's just joined me, actually. Uh, uh, is it okay for my cat to, to join us? Well, here? if your cat has some entrepreneurial knowledge, then the cat is welcome. Oh, beautiful. For those listening on Spotify and Apple yeah. Podcasts, you are missing yeah, out on a beautiful-looking cat. For those of you who are listening, this is a, uh, a black, fluffy cat wow. uh, called Possum. Beautiful. The guys. Anyway, I'll beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah, as you said, uh, I work at Google, so that's my day job. I lead strategy and operations for Google, Google's business here in the UK and Ireland, as well as France, Spain, Portugal, and Italy. And uh, the name's pretty descriptive. Um, that's kind of what I do. So uh, with the leadership team, we define the plan for the business, the strategy, uh, generally over a one-year period and a longer sort of three-year horizon. Uh, and then hopefully we operate the business uh, to that plan. Uh, deciding everything from uh, how we measure success to where we put uh, headcount and uh, OPEX investments and uh, everything in between. And outside that, I've got a few interests. Uh, I'm an active angel investor. That means a, a person, an individual uh, who invests money in small businesses, startups, uh, generally seed stage start- startups. So I've got 14, uh, I think, um, startups in my portfolio. Brilliant opportunity to work with young entrepreneurs. I've got a couple of uh, businesses of my own. The first is Big Community Records. It's a record label uh, designed on a social mission to surface and celebrate talent from lower socioeconomic communities. Uh, We put out an album last year with a wonderful artist called Quasi Court called Blood on the English Carpet. Check it out. And uh, I've just set up a film production company as well called Big Community Productions. And the idea this year is to do a movie, a sci-fi movie, and perhaps one or two other projects. So lots to keep me busy on the side there, Simon. That's incredible. And uh, we'll put all the links uh, to everything Craig just mentioned in the broadcast notes below. So do, do check all that stuff out. But, but Craig, how, how do you manage to do all this? How, how are you managing to invest in, in 14 companies and, and have what is clearly and probably an intense job and uh, all, all the social things that you're doing at the same time? How, how are you doing it? My wife uh, describes me as an active relaxer. A lot of people sort of build clay pottery or uh, go for long runs uh, or play tennis. I I tend to do the things that I've just described. So for me, it's a a question of balance, actually. It gives me diversity and variety in what I do. 
Uh, I'm a curious kind of a person, so I'm, I'm really interested in people. I'm interested in meeting people. I'm interested in working with people in different uh, in different ways. Uh, and although the, uh, the the side hustle stuff is occasionally pretty intensive and busy, it's completely different from my day job. So that gives me a, a sense of variety and balance. I think the way I translate what you just said there, which I think is gold, is is also like um, hobbies. You know, hobbies are defined in lots of different ways for lots of different people. But if you love business, if you love making a, a social impact, then then these can be your hobbies, right? Some people like to sit by a lake and, and wait for a fish to come, right? Then this this is kind of how you do it. This, um, maybe you also fish, <laughs> maybe. But but it's not, you know, that's the way I think to translate it for people. It's like you can you can do these things and make them your hobbies, right? Business can be a hobby, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And like all hobbies, you, you kind of just need to make time. You know, if, if you allow a life to take over, uh, you find you've got very little time for anything else. So it's, uh, I think you need to be quite intentional about it. I'm pretty structured in the way that I organize my day. My calendar is scheduled within... Uh, within uh, you know minutes uh, in, in the day, um, it, it's it's nice also to detach when I get the chances as well and sort of step out of that uh, scheduled environment. So when it comes to investing, you mentioned um, you know, fourteen companies present in your portfolio. How for those listening that want to get investment from an angel or want to figure out how to get money into their business, you know, what do you look for? What what do you think are the good tips for people that are trying to um, raise money potentially for their business? Yeah, I've done a few posts actually recently on LinkedIn uh, on this topic, and it's a, a question I get asked a lot. Um, first thing is team. Uh, so yes, you're investing in a business, but um, one thing is true of all businesses, particularly new businesses, is that the plan never works out the way you think it will. Uh, so you need a team that you're confident will um, roll with the punches, um, be uh, perseverant um, in those valleys of despair that um, most new businesses will go through, if not all of them, um, and um, think innovatively and humbly about their idea. Right? You know, dogma is a good way uh, to uh, a good route to obsolescence. So, if you hang on to that that uh, uh, that initial view that you have, that initial business model, and the facts change, or the market tells you something different, you need to to be agile and, and willing uh, to, to change. Um, so team is the first thing. Second, of course, and these are a t a table stakes, right? It's necessary but not sufficient. The idea needs to be good. Generally, that means a good target addressable market, a scalable market, um, an, an unmet need or a pain point that isn't well served in the marketplace, uh, and uh, something distinctive. Um, we, we often talk about a moat. Where's the moat around the castle? Right. In other words, how is your idea um, uh, easy to protect or uh, hard to attack uh, from competitors? So is there a stickiness there about it? Sometimes that can be first mover advantage. Uh, in other occasions, it can be intellectual property, maybe a patent or two. Um, there are lots of different versions of that. And then the final thing are uh, good economics. So I, I don't invest, uh, well, it's for fun, but it's not for charity. Uh, it's an investment. It's a serious investment, and investing as a uh, as an angel is a portfolio play. Um, eight out of ten businesses that you invest in will completely fail, uh, and and that's that means you need several. That's why I've got fourteen. I'd like to get that to twenty. Uh, it's a portfolio play. Now, for the two or the one or two out of ten um, to uh, pay 
for all of the other failures and produce a return, you need quite a spectacular multiple uh, on your investment there. So the financial uh, projections need to, to work, the market needs to be um, significant in scale and, and global. We, um, we, we have some people listening just dropped one question in the comments asking about, you know, if they wanted to become an angel investor. Um, you know, your first check, for example, was it a nerve-wracking experience or were you dead cert you knew? How, how did you get into it? Oh, totally nerve-wracking. You know, I didn't know, like, like any new thing that you do, you don't know what you're doing. Um, and that was very much, uh, that was very much the case uh, in, uh, in my situation. Uh, I was sort of feeling my way, and the first check I cut was um, was really uh, was really a um, an exercise in um, I guess a, a courageous leap in some ways. It was actually a pretty nostalgic investment, uh, and um, uh, I knew the founders. It was from my home country. I grew up in New Zealand, uh, so I knew the founders. And looking back on it, it's not something I would have invested in had, had it come across my, my desk today. So you sort of live and learn. Um, but uh, it, that's the only way to do it, right? Uh, there are a few, actually, there are a few courses that you can do. There's one on Class Rebel, for example, around angel investing. There's various other resources. So certainly take advantage of those. But there's no uh, substitute for learning something new than by simply doing it. Um, and, and that's what I would encourage anyone to do. Just take that first step. My uh, researcher did a bit of research on you. you. You also have a podcast. Of course, you have a YouTube channel, as we'd expect. Um, what, what does your podcast talk about? It's called Inspiration, right? Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. Is that right? It's called Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. And it, it uh, originated um, from a, a sort of personal target I have. So my goal each week is to meet two or three new people. Uh, every week, because um, I just love meeting people. Uh, I find them interesting, and I find I always learn something. Usually, I uh, I do this uh, or did it before COVID anyway over breakfast in Soho House, which is close to my office uh, in uh, in Greek Street. Um, and uh, I'd typically order eggs and I'd have coffee. So coffee, eggs, and inspiration. And it occurred to me one day I was sitting in front of uh, a person who was who just had an incredible story. Um, so inspirational, and I thought, wow, this is super selfish. I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm an audience of one. What if I started recording these and sharing them? And if just one other person um, was then able to benefit from uh, the, this conversation, then that's um, that's a hundred percent increase in the in the value from that conversation. Uh, so I started uh, recording them, and it's. Um, in its essence, it's about um, talking to interesting and inspiring people about their stories and, and, and sharing those stories. I started to do um, different uh, content. Uh, so there's a bit of stuff that I've started to share around some of my passions, uh, like flying, like my electric bike, uh, some of the um, touring I've done uh, recently uh, to, uh, to see what sort of uh, what works and whether that's interesting or not. And as a leader in uh, Google, uh, YouTube is part of Google, I felt it was also a good learning opportunity for me to experience our platform from a creator's point of view. So I do all of the filming, editing, uh, and publishing myself. I've chosen not to get help uh, with it, uh, with it and, and it probably shows, uh, and I welcome feedback, <laughs> but hopefully it's at least on the um, upward trajectory. Also, I have a, a TikTok channel, by the way. We're going live on TikTok at the moment. I have great admiration even though TikTok's a competitor of, uh, uh, of uh, YouTube, 
uh, great admiration for the platform and it uh, does some super super cool things as well i mean at the end of the day we're all in it together aren't we really it's one planet no matter what we do so and what is the handle on tiktok for those that are listening uh, that want to follow you on tiktok what's the what's your hand have you got that well, we can put it in the right. i think it's just craig fenton craig fenton's c-r-a-i-g-f-e-n-t-o-n for those that need it spelled yeah. out f-e-n-t-o-n yeah f-e-n-t-o-n and um yeah we'll put the links to, to craig's podcast down below folks as well if you want to listen it's funny i think great minds think alike i, I had exactly the same experience and, and the reason i started my podcast show too i just people were always teaching me something you know people like yourself craig teaching me about how 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 the world works that i didn't realize and and i thought well why don't i just record this and share it with other people and and um, like you say it helps one person then then it's job done right and um yeah it, it, it is fascinating as well having the ability these days thanks to platforms like youtube to to be able to take knowledge and, and give it to everybody in the world uh, pretty much um and and so that the power of that but i'm just going back to your early years i mean how did you end up working at google how did you end up having this mindset this kind of, i'm going to call it risk-taking mindset a little bit you know like you've, you've done a lot of things that you know investing is, is a risk right and i always say if you take risk uh, more chances of luck more chances of luck more chances of success but but how did you get there what, what's your early years how did you was it your parents that taught you this do you feel like it just naturally in you yeah, well, I mean, I'd like to uh, look back and, and say that uh, my, my career journey has been a, uh, a, a carefully planned and surgically executed uh, process, uh, one step leading to the other. But that would, that would be a, a nonsense in my case. It's been more of an archipelago of, uh, of island hopping, uh, rather sort of punctuated with opportunism and timing and luck. Uh, along the way, and, and hopefully a little bit of skill and, and value that I that I bring. Yeah, my my folks, uh, neither of them went to university. My, my mum was a, a nurse. My father was an entrepreneur. He built a uh, a toy company that ultimately ultimately became Mattel in in New Zealand. And he had a um, some trials and tribulations. We really had some peaks and some um, some deep valleys in that process. And I suppose he imbued in me um, a sense of entrepreneurialism. And, and my mum uh, was wonderful and uh, nurturing and still is, of course. Um, they're both, both still alive, fortunately. Um, and uh, I guess between them, they sort of um, uh, told me I could do anything if I set my mind to it. And I sort of truly um, came to believe that. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that I'm the sort of staggering high watermark of risk-taking, though. I started my career as a lawyer. I'm a recovering lawyer. I was a barrister. I used to wear a horse's hair wig and a, a black gown, and I did commercial litigation. I did that for six years. Um, wow, I just can't see that, by the way. I don't know why. That's completely the opposite image to the one I have of you, but uh, that's fascinating. Well, yeah, I mean, it's true. There's, uh, I think, some, some old photos floating around on the internet somewhere from those days. But, um, and that was wonderful. It was intellectually stimulating, but I knew fairly early on I didn't want to be a career lawyer. It was the dawn, early dawn of the internet, the sort of dot-com boom as it was in the, in the late 90s. And I wanted to put myself in the middle of that and do so in a slightly bigger sea. I, I uh, grew up and had the first part of my professional career in New Zealand, which is a wonderful, idyllic um, place. It's also very isolated and, and quite a small population, about the same as, as Ireland. So um, I wanted to put myself onto a bigger stage and sort of test myself and also transition into a different um, universe. Uh, didn't know how to do that, so I figured I'd go back to university and rebrand. So I went and did an MBA. That's what brought us to the UK. 
23 years ago, did an MBA at London Business School, and uh, then went into management consulting at a company called Accenture. And uh, I thought that would be good to do a bit of business tourism, right? As a consultant, you see lots of different businesses and different industries, and in my case, different countries uh, over the years. Had a wonderful time there and joined uh, Google um, about four and a half years ago. Um, so uh, I guess for the last 20 years anyway, I've been working in and around um, digital transformation, uh, different companies in different, different states of uh, digital rotation, digital transformation, in some cases, digital distress. Uh, so there's a theme there at least. Do you think that uh, for those listening that think about doing an MBA, um, I mean, I, I, do, you, do you think it's totally the right you know, thing for you? But you know, do, do you think generally these things are still current for people? A lot of people ask us this question about MBA, so I was just interested in your view. Yeah, I think it's a really good question, Simon. I, am, I, I think the answer is different today uh, than it was when I did mine 20 years ago. Uh, I think you need to be very um, specific about the reasons you're doing an MBA. In my case, I needed to rebrand. You know, I couldn't credibly uh, go from a, a courtroom in Wellington, New Zealand, um, to the square mile in the city of London and declare myself to be in business, you know, with nothing that joins those dots. So for me, it was a, it was a, it was a way to transition and kind of rebrand. And many of uh, my cohort were doing the same things. They were engineers, they were doctors, they were doing different things fundamentally. So that was a really good reason to do it uh, for me. It probably still holds water today. If you're doing it to educate yourself, then I would argue there are better ways of educating yourself, probably by doing it uh, in the first place, rather than sitting in a classroom listening to it. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's probably a, a less uh, worthy, um, uh, you know, reason. Um, a lot of people do it because it's a sort of like a, a, an occup um, a, a busy sabbatical, you know, it's, it's time out, you know, that's a valid reason as well. It's a pretty expensive holiday, by the way, but um, I, I just think it's, it's a different answer for, for different people. If your hypothesis is that by doing an MBA, you can suddenly accelerate your career, I would challenge that. I would challenge that pretty strongly, right? I think if you knuckle down, take some risks in the work that you're doing or uh, take the leap to a different company, I think you can learn more and probably progress faster. Mm. No, I think I think that's a good and fair overview, and uh, yeah, I like I like the rebranding point a lot because because a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, um, you know, in their thirties, forties, they they don't like their job, they want to start a company, and, and and there is no easy transition. It's almost like going cold turkey, right? They quit the job and they they start a business, and 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 so maybe an MBA can in a way be the transition, an expensive uh, and timely or costly a time-wise um, experience. But, but certainly, yeah, I can, see, I can see that rebranding is a really, really interesting point. Um, I, I wondered as we're uh, wrapping up, because we, we only have you for 20 minutes. Um, I know you've got to go back and uh, make sure Google continues to function. Uh, but um, but uh, the, uh, the, I guess if you, if you just list all the people you've interviewed in your podcast, is there anyone that stands out, any one particular message you think my audience would really appreciate? Um, I know I'm throwing this question on you, but I, I, I just wondered if there was anyone that really stood out as a, as a message worth throwing out to my audience. Well, there are loads of people um, uh, that stand out, but you've um, you've narrowed me to a point. So I, I, I think the one I'd um, uh, speak about is Stuart Warden, who's the principal of Brit School. Brit School is a, 
a free state school in Croydon, um, with a difference. Uh, they, they focus on the creative uh, disciplines. Um, they have courses on filmmaking, on dance, on uh, singing, on acting, and, and this sort of thing. And some very famous um, people have, have emerged from uh, the Brit School over the years. Adele, uh, the singer, uh, Jesse J. Um, the, uh, the, the new uh, Spider-Man, Tom, I think his name is, um, uh, and, and many others in between. And uh, uh, it's a wonderful place. You walk in there and you sort of get this visceral sense of energy. People are there because they're doing what they're passionate about. And it's a, um, uh, it's a thick syrup of, of creativity. And Stuart's message, um, which I believe resonates um, more than ever, I think for anyone of your listeners, is that uh, creativity is super important. Um, uh, not all of us will, will become creatives with a capital C, you know, singers, violinists, dancers, etc. Um, all of us, I would argue, in some shape or form, will need uh, to nurture and exercise a creative skill with a small c. Uh, in business, uh, we call it innovation, um, right? It's sort of that, that skill of harnessing the human imagination, seeing around the corners and uh, defining a, a future that's different from today and then going to create it and also being agile uh, and uh, on a continuous journey to sort of adapt to uh, change because that's really the only constant. So that's the message I'd, I'd leave you with from, uh, from Stuart Warden. Creativity, don't underestimate it. That's the most important skill you have. I absolutely love it. Couldn't agree more. Um, and as a marketing person, who used to uh, put flyers on people's cars and now makes YouTube videos. I think you know being creative in every element of business is so important. You've got to keep evolving and 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 so on. But I didn't. I mean, this is also what I love about uh, not only doing this podcast, but but meeting people like you. I didn't know about the Brit School, and I'm knee deep in learning about schools at the moment because my son, who's about to come up to four, has to go to proper school soon, and so I've been really researching um, what schools do what, and um, and I, I haven't yet uh, seen the Brit School, so I'm going to go. Good Google that. And I'm going to go listen to your podcast episode with Stuart. So sounds inspiring. So look, thank, thank you, Craig, for taking time out of your uh, very busy schedule. Really appreciate you and what you do. Thanks for supporting entrepreneurs. Thanks for giving back in podcasts like today. And thanks for doing what you're doing. Appreciate you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Simon. Have a good day. That's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a review. If you have any questions about business in any way, feel free to reach out to us via thepurposefulproject.com and we will always help you for free. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Pep Talk today, powered by The Purposeful Project. If you found it interesting, please give us a review and follow us. In addition, you can sign up to our website and get loads more free entrepreneur knowledge as well as get access to Pep Talk and the Purposeful Project podcast direct in your inbox every week.